Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. And welcome to another episode of the Firmware Update, episode, eh, episode, wow, episode (laughs) (laughs) 2.01. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me with his buff body from all his lifting, Joe Garcia. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) Joe, you be lifting. You told me that last night, remember? Oh, God. Wow, that might be the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> be no, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. And all this seriousness, Joe is a Lyft driver now. Uh, I, I'm curious, Joe. Mm. You had the choice. You had to make the, the – you had to take the Pepsi challenge. In other words, Uber or Lyft, what won Lyft for you in your eyes? Oh, uh, well, they had a better sign-up bonus at the time, so there you go. Oh, all right. Oh, by the way <laughs> – Pure capitalism one there. Oh, speaking of pure capitalism, I just want you to know that it is, as far as I can tell, because I have a friend who does both, you can do Uber and Lyft at the same mm-hmm. time. So don't think you have to play teams here. Oh, no, absolutely not. I, already, I signed up for Uber as well, but I haven't started with them actually driving yet. So Excellent. You see, it's just like uh, video game systems. You, you can have an Xbox and a PS4 together, or a Switch or, and a PS4. Why would you get an Xbox? But anyway... Uh, <laughs> So how you been, Joe? It's been a few since our big 200th episode celebration. Uh, indeed it has, and I've been pretty good mm. overall. Uh, you know, Black Friday came and went. I was able to buy some games. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to actually play any of them uh, for any kind of time whatsoever. Um, you know, I got Yakuza 0. I got Call of Duty World War II. Uh, those are still in their shrink wrap all this time later. Uh, and I got uh, Resident Evil 7, which I've been able to play for like a total of 40 minutes. Uh, oh, oh, 40 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Uh, uh, so did you make it inside the house at least? I did make it out of the guest house. Uh, <laughs> I did do that. Uh, what? Just because, you know, Resident Evil 7 is like one of the games I'm going to be rooting for for our tournament of power coming up. But... Uh, how do you feel about it so far? I know it's only 40 minutes, a little early, but how do you like what you see so far? Um, the game is, is properly spooky, for sure. Um, you know, and I think my early impression is that all the scariest stuff is going to be, you know, in that first guest house. Because you have no idea what the hell is going on, uh, what what you're actually in for. Uh, but by the time you get to the main house, it's like, all right, 
you know what everything is, you know what the actual threats are, uh, becomes a significant amount less scary at that point. It's just a matter of survival at that point. Um, or at least that's what I'm getting so far. Um, <laughs> oh. Story-wise, it seems pretty neat. Um, some pretty crazy shit happens pretty much right from the get-go. Um, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting to see, for sure. Um, I'm excited to play through more of it. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 was uh, one of my top gaming experiences for 2017, very much so. Uh, mainly one part because it was a, it's technically a Malcolm Sandra game, my wife, uh, where she wanted to, she wanted to play it, but she couldn't because she's actually a bigger wuss uh, at scary games <laughs> than I am. So as, you know, with the courage of my wife in me, I played the game for her and she watched. So she watched me play through the entire game. And it was really cool. Like, uh, after we'd stop for a bit, we'd actually go out to a diner. We'd talk about theories of like, well, what do you think this means? Or what, what do you think this is going to happen with this character and this character? And who do you think this character is? Or like, there was like a, a, enough interplay. So when the big shocks start coming in, it's like, oh, it's like, but as far as the scariness, now keep in mind, uh, it's questionable. Like I, I don't know how you are with uh, horror games, Joe. Or are you are you kind of a wuss too, or are you like full on hardcore with them? No, I'm I'm a giant wuss for that. All um, right, well, Resident Evil. Resident Evil is a lot less scary than like the scariest games you'll play. That's true. That are out there. Um, so I can handle like a Resident Evil game, but like, you know, I try to play Outlast. Uh, and I lasted all of like twenty minutes before I'm like, nope, 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 <laughs> tapping out. Stepping up forever. Uh, I will let you know that it does get it does get scary again. Like, uh, granted, you're going to see some stuff and you're going to be like, "Oh wow, this is really Resident Evil." Oh, but uh, as it keeps going, and you'll get like some new forms of horror every once in a while because it feels like they like reference like quite a few different styles of horror. You know, you've got Saw, you've got uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you've got various supernatural stuff. And uh, I, I think it does a great job of maintaining the whole horror, horror stuff throughout it. But you're right. It's like, I would say this would be between mild and hot in terms of scariness. Like, if, it is still <laughs> scary, but, you know, it's just right so you can power through. Hmm. How long is the game overall? Uh, let's see. I, I'd have to double check. I know that, you know, apparently it's possible to beat this game in less than six hours if you're just like completely dead focused and going strong. Yeah, probably not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it may be t only, now keep in mind, this is also because I'm a wuss. Like, keep in mind, it took me five minutes to actually enter the house just because, like, no, this is a bad idea. Like, can I just get back? I, like, I actually tried to go back into the car. <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, next, for sure, do that for the next game. Just have that be an option be like in that uh, one Far Cry game where if you actually wait the 15 minutes for the bad guy to come back, you just leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, like, it took me a while to get in there. I think I beat it in, like, 20 hours, I believe. Uh, 20 hours, okay. Yeah, it's like, um, like I say, it is possible if you're just, like, steamrolling it just to get... But not really a weekend game, more like a week fully. Uh, I, you know, I could be being generous with the 20 hours. Keep in mind, once again, I was like, I was very tentative about going into places, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it it was like pretty darn close to being a weekend game for me. Like, because uh, essentially we played it back. This is back when I would have days off along with my wife where I would just like play it from like one to like six 
just like play for six hours straight. And I believe we did like maybe four, four sessions of those before we got to the end. Uh huh. Okay. So, uh, you might have to work a little bit. I appreciate it. If you do like, just like you, uh, as far as going back to black Friday, good news, people, I finally achieved the impossible dream in that I got my hands on a SNES classic. <laughs> uh, it was actually like I wasn't even trying. Like uh, I was trying to get a hold on one of the of an iPad on a new iPad because I've had that iPad Mini since uh, since 2013 and it was old back then. So I was looking to get a, my hands on one of the new iPads, which is just works wonderfully. So I had two tablets and I was looking to trade those in, and uh, I finally traded them in. I was feeling great and then all of a sudden as i'm signing the paperwork two employees walk by and an employee's holding like three of them and he's buying them for himself so i figured okay he just grabbed the last few and then they start talking and he's like do you have any more of these and he's like yeah plenty surprisingly (laughs) now at this time my wife made the spring decision to purchase a new computer which uh, it, it was a good deal it was like 700 dollars. turned it to be a little bit more with all the accessories and all that but she got a new computer so i was like okay maybe not then you know i mean like what is it gonna kill me and then my wife good old sandra <laughs> like because i had told her like because she said that she was gonna go uh holiday shopping or black friday shopping she's like yeah, do me a favor. If you see a SNES classic, just buy it. <laughs> Not th- thinking like, oh, there's no way she's going to do that. So as she's purchasing the computer, like at this point, I'd let it go. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get it for the good of the family. I'm going to save us $80. And then she's like, oh, hey, uh, do you have an SNES classic here? <laughs> <laughs> just in time for them to grab the last one. And she's, you know, I told her I was trying to save us money. It's like, oh, we're already spending X amount anyway. What what is Aiden going to do? At that point, it's like, okay. And I bought it. Uh, And and it is really cool. It is really cool. Great selection. I played a little bit of Super Castlevania the other day and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, Did you get anything on the PSN network? Uh, no, it wasn't really anything uh, that I couldn't also get, like, in store instead. (laughs) That really caught my eye. I, I end up usually just buying games that I've been meaning to play forever. Like they had uh, Valkyria Chronicles remastered for like thirteen dollars and oh yeah, that's, yeah, do that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I snapped that up like immediately. Like okay, <laughs> yoink. <laughs> did you ever play that originally? I never did. So this will be my oh, first time. Oh man, oh, I'm excited for you. This game's awesome. Oh yeah, it's already downloaded. Unfortunately, I also got what. I will announce as the final video game purchase for me for 2017. And that was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm. And uh, I'm just a small mini review. Like all I've done is played like a couple hours hours of it so far. It's a darn good game. It's a solid get for, (laughs) for a switch. And I I wouldn't imagine it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's hot garbage show. My God. (laughs) But uh, in playing it, I was playing it, but I'm reading reviews for it, and people are calling it the RPG of 2017, to which case, you know, let's slow down. It it can just be a good game. (laughs) (laughs) These are the people that are giving a 10 to every Switch game that gets put out there, and it's like, okay, come on, man. And but it, it is a solid game. The I've been playing it with the Japanese audio as uh, you know. The, I heard some of the English dubbed, and it, it's not good. It's it's not, <laughs> it's 
It's not. Uh, but but uh, it's very fun. It has an interesting battle mechanic. The character and lore of the place is really, really cool. So uh, I, I feel like I'm going to ha- have uh, a lot of fun. But the RPG of 2017, like in my opinion, there are two games out there right now that have a claim claim to that to fight for that right and i think joe knows which two i'm talking about <laughs> nope. okay well uh going by your by your uh ref- preference i was gonna put near two <laughs> that is technically an rpg folks and of course persona 5 <laughs> if, but uh yeah it's a it's just a solid game uh, one game that i really was hoping to get because i forget where i think it might have been uh best buy but Somebody was like uh, saying, "Hey, you can get Mario versus Rabbids for twenty nine ninety nine, which I could not find anywhere. So unfortunately, so that didn't happen. But hey, you know, Blade Chronicles too. I'm happy about that game right now. That's going to be a solid one to just take her and play around the house during pay per views and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. And uh, aside from that, that's uh, pretty much it. I've just been keeping my eye on like sales and whatnot. And with the next couple of checks, I have to strategically pre-order some of the games I'm looking forward to. Namely, Monster Hunter World and uh, Dragon Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which uh, is in the news uh, this week as well. So I'll be... I'm getting really excited for that one, Joe. And I was excited from the get-go. I think everybody is. Oh, God. <laughs> Even you, you it's like... We, now, we do have some... Good and bad Dragon Ball news. More more on that later. But anyway, Joe, we got a not. We don't have a episode two hundred level show, but we've got quite a few news stories here. So how about we take it off? Take it off to the news. Uh, keep your clothes on, Malcolm. Please. <laughs> um, first up, we've got some. Uh, you know, <laughs> we posted uh, posted episode two hundred of this show. Uh, a couple of days before the release of Battlefront 2. Oh, man. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And literally the next day after we we posted that up for public consumption, uh, they <laughs> removed all the microtransactions from that game. They just, they just said, ah, actually, maybe not. <laughs> they just turned off uh, microtransactions completely, which was hilarious. Um Especially because, you know, the public statement that they put out when they did that made it seem like, oh, they're so apologetic. It's like, yeah, we heard the feedback and, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to take away these backwards transactions and bring them back when we're ready. It's like, oh, so you're not really taking them away completely. You're just going to bring them back when you fucking finally suits you again. No, cool. the, the Empire will strike back with that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been a hell of a time uh, for EA and Battlefront 2. Um, oh, man, Joe. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember we talked about this on episode 200. I don't think we thought this was going to get anywhere near as bad as it's gotten for EA. Like, they're like, okay, they'll go without microtransactions for a few weeks, maybe, but that'll be it. And then they'll lose, like, some pocket change. They're not going to get really feel it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, Joe, were we wrong? Let's start with so number one, the uh, the overall aspect for EA took a hit, and that's really saying something because this is EA we're talking about uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to a point where their stock dropped. Their stock dropped up. Uh, I, I believe it was between three and eight percent, which doesn't sound like a lot, but let me give you the translation of that. 
they lost about $3.1 billion because of that drop. And that's all because of the negative press because it wasn't just Reddit talking about this whole situation, Joe. Oh, no. It was places like CNN, MSNBC, like major outlets were talking about how furious people were about it to a point where even Disney reportedly stepped in and was like, okay, dude, th- this isn't working. Because keep in mind, that movie is coming out st- the last this Jedi. week. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Jedi is coming out, and people, and the last thing Disney wants is all this negative press from this freaking Star Wars franchise, which has been run into the toilet. Let's just, let's just be <laughs> really frank here by EA. Uh, on top of that. Well, I mean, I will say, as far as Disney's concerned, um, people are we're we're talking about that like oh man can you believe Disney stepped in to like (laughs) rescue Star Wars or whatever and it's like yeah but EA or Disney are like like they had to prove every single thing in that game like they knew that fucking Magic Critics are in there so let's not act like Disney is like some fucking you know white knight savior here to save the gamers from you know evil EA it's like Disney was there to like approve every single microtransaction on top of you know the character designs and everything so let's not pretend Disney is like fucking innocent and pure and all this. Uh, I I am glad you brought that up because in one of the interviews, one of the, uh, I don't know if it was a PR manager or one of the directors of the game actually brought up the fact that they would meet with Disney literally every week about the progress of the game and their plan. So you're absolutely right. Disney. (laughs) It's like not a single thing in that game is in there without Disney's prior approval. So. Yeah, that, that's not to say that uh, Disney didn't or EA didn't use cars and sell them up and like, oh, don't worry, the players don't care. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but yes, still. you're right. They were especially there. because you know, like EA and Disney have made a lot of money with Star Wars previously. Um, there's a game that I I used to play on mobile, uh, and I played it for a couple of months too. Um, you know, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes on on iOS. Um, you know, that's a free to play game. Um. And, you know, that, that game hits a pretty steep wall very fast where it's like you make pretty much zero progress without, you know, funneling more and more money into it. Uh, so I'm imagining that both companies are like, well, it worked for, you know, our free-to-play mobile game. Why wouldn't it work for this $60 game uh, that we're selling to people also? Um, oh, man. But, you know, that – and then once the game released, and that's when the reviews hit, sir. And when the reviews hit, it was just – it was very negative. Like a lot of it was like, you know, visually it looks great, even though it's very buggy also from what I've seen as well. Uh, it looks beautiful, but this is like the, they, like, I believe it was either GameStop or uh, polygon that used the subtitle, the dark side of gaming as mm-hmm. in like, this is where we're going, isn't it? And the game sort of became the straw that broke gamers back. It feels like, like at that point, they're like, no, no. <laughs> and, the sales have been very poor. Like, uh, I believe at, at launch, it uh, was like maybe number two, I believe number two, it lost out to Call of Duty, who had been out for three weeks at that time. Hmm. So, And on top of that, sales are also down 61% from EA's expectations. Hmm. So, like... You know, the game sold, it sold, it still sold millions of copies, but at the same time, it's sort of like how Justice League came out with an opening of 94 million, which sounds fantastic, but (laughs) Warner Brothers was expecting 120, so not, so it was considered a flop. This is, and it's not picking up any steam, it's still just being, 
it's still <laughs> very low. Yeah, and by the way, Justice League, not the worst movie I've ever seen. You saw it. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's not terrible. It's not great, but like I don't have to watch that movie ever again, but it's not terrible. It's like in, in terms of the, <laughs> so Wonder Woman is still the best, but bat, it's better than Batman versus Superman at least. Oh, yeah, by in a walk. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I, like I said, I never have to watch that movie again. Yeah, I, I do want to see it at some point. At this point, I may just wait for it to get released yeah. on Voodoo. Or Crutch a Matinee. Yeah, man. There we go. It's an ugly movie, like ugly as hell. Like so many of the scenes are just eyesores, but it's not. It's not a terrible. Movie. It's like, oh yeah, I, I I need to give you this quick aside. So some friends of mine who are some big DC fans were like, uh, you know, they just released the trailer for Avengers: Infinity War, which, by the way, looks fucking awesome. <laughs> but they can't stop picking on uh, freaking Thanos. Like this is what Sandra did because because he's pink. It does look weird. Why do they make him look so weird? Like, like they they had a pretty they had a pretty much right from the beginning when they when he was in that stinger at the end of the first Avengers movie. It's like yes. The, the excuse I've given, and this is because I had I grew up with friends who were artists and whatnot. Like, why is he pink now? <laughs> like when we would see him in those other movies, he was in the darkness of space, so he was like a dark purple. When I we, guess when we see him in the trailer, he's in the. I'm assuming in Wakanda, and the sun is just beaming off of him, and it's lightening up his tone, so it looks pink. I still think he's going to end up being purple. It's just like when the light's right on him, that's just light reflecting off. Look, I don't need to be super hyper realistic when it comes to sunlight. If he just make the motherfucker purple, <laughs> he's a purple dude. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be realistic at any point. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so one of them actually made a meme with like the Justice League making fun of the CG on Thanos, and I'm like, okay, really? And like, no, the CG in Justice League isn't great. So I can't. I can't imagine that holds up. It's like just cy- cyborg alone. At least what I saw in the commercials. Is it better in the actual movie? I mean, everything's the. I mean, the thing about CG and trailers is that it's always worse than the actual movie, but it's not like great. <laughs> anyway, we've gone. Yeah, we way off talk of here. <laughs> Go see Infinity War. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that this game has taken a hit, and it sort of had this cascading effect, much like when you throw a stone into a pond and the ripples start going throughout the pond. It's affecting other games. Ripple effect, if you will. Indeed, it's <laughs> a good name. We should mark it. We should trademark that. Anyway. <laughs> So you've got games like Dauntless just taking out microtransactions entirely because, uh, oh, one real quick thing I forgot to mention. There is now serious discussion about whether microtransactions are considered gambling. And to a point where Hawaii, Belgium, are, (laughs) are both seeking to get it seen that way. And markets like Australia and the UK are now getting into serious discussions about like uh, the, the one with the UK was actually pretty interesting because they said like technically and legally it's not gambling, but that doesn't mean that it's not wrong and we can't figure out some other way to make it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, ultimately these games are being sold to kids, you know, like even if it's not directly marketed to kids, but like you think fucking kids aren't excited to play a star Wars game. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so I mean even if it's that directly like a fucking kids game it's like yeah lots of kids are buying Star Wars stuff including things like Battlefront 2 so you introduce you know the slap machine or whatever in front of them yeah basically yeah you're letting kids into the casino at that point 
Yeah, don't fucking do that. Yeah, exactly. And like, God forbid a kid wants to play as Darth Vader, so he takes his mom's <laughs> credit card and just like runs it. And keep in mind what we said yesterday between 230 to $300, if you were just doing microtransactions alone to get Darth, it would take to unlock Darth Vader at that time. Mm. So it's a very. So on top of that, you got games like Dauntless just taking out microtransactions entirely. You have games like uh, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds reworking their entire system. So like they're actually leaning towards more just cosmetics is what you, what you get through microtransaction, and everything else is being run in game. And uh, it's also brought up some serious question because uh, according to some of the research I've done, like. Uh, EA doesn't make as much money as you think on the Star Wars game because oh, they pay a huge license fee for that. Oh yeah, and most of it goes to Disney. Like that's very specific in the contract. So there's like discussions about after this, will Disney have somebody else make a Battlefront game? And a lot of people say, "Oh no way." Well, keep in mind, Disney does have it in the contract. This has also been shown that they can just yank the like yank away the rights at any time. And on top of that. That uh, EA isn't making as much money as you think. They're making some money, but not as much anywhere near as much as you think. So it wouldn't be that much of a hit for them if they dropped it. To so we could see see a Battlefront, probably not Battlefront, but another Star Wars game uh, being made elsewhere. And keep in mind, Disney's also seeing how much acclaim the PS4 Spider-Man game is getting, mm-hmm. and that's just like like. And I'm sure they're saying that like, okay, so if the game is good, <laughs> it it doesn't get a negative response from people, and it actually helps our brand. Okay, so maybe they get Amy Henning on speed dial. like, hey, do you still want to make a Star Wars game? <laughs> she's and like, she's probably like, fuck you, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never, I'm not seeing your movie either. <laughs> so it, it is... Very interesting, the ripple effect uh, that we could end up seeing. Like, uh, as far as EA losing the rights, like they are trying to make changes, but they're very minimal at this point. It's just not good. Yeah, that game is sitting pretty on Metacritic with a sixty-eight. Woo! Like at at one point, like the user at one point, I believe it was actually the lowest-rated user game of all time. (laughs) Well, user reviews. Never actually matter because you yeah. can just do whatever the fuck with that. But okay. for, for what it's worth, it's a point nine. I'm not a critic uh, for that game. To, to put in perspective, uh, have you heard that? What was that motorcycle game that was universally hated, Ride to Hell or something like that? Oh, fuck. Uh, God. I, I, man, I pushed that boom. That came out of my brain. I forget. I know what you're talking about, but I forget what it's called. That game is at a 1.3. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, it, I'm curious. How do you feel about how the events have played out, Joe? Um, I say good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that it's this is working out this way. That game deserves to fail, um, and everyone deserves to, and everyone who plays games deserves better. Um, and I'm glad that this shit show happened so that we could finally get back on the right course. Yeah, it, it's very refreshing to see the gamers unite and take a stand against this because they could have just. Uh, lapped it up because it's star wars and everyone likes star wars and but no it was a collective no we have better star wars outlets out there (laughs) you can you can f off with this and uh hopefully maybe not immediately i like if the whole uh 
if something happens and uh, microtransactions are seen as illegal or gambling, then that's going to take years for it to implement. But hopefully this is kind of a wake-up call for EA because keep in mind, if Anthem comes out and that game is also microtransaction-y hot garbage, then uh, Mm. they're in trouble. And so maybe, just maybe, there's something more to the single-player games that uh, people have been talking about is all I'm saying on their end. But I am happy that this game is not a success. I'm still going to see the movie because I'm not crazy here. That's probably going to be pretty (laughs) good. Uh, But... Yeah, it's great. I'm happy to see other studios, whether it's for publicity or not, get the, you know, get the get the clue that, hey, players expect more, especially if you're going to have them. Like, a lot of this could probably be fixed just by making the game free to download and leave the microtransactions in there. <laughs> um, yeah, a- I, I mean, but it still wouldn't be great because it's like, yeah, it's still a lot of time and money to get the good characters. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Giant Bob's review had, had a pretty good blurb here on, on you know Dan Riker reviewed it for them he, he got it right he basically said that the game feels like it was created in you know in a boardroom basically uh, you mm. know it's everything it's basically focus test the game <laughs> uh, put that and, on the back of the box right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah who knows if they'll actually ever be able to fucking fix this game but I'm not counting on it um, because even microtransactions aside it's like that game just overall isn't very good anyway (laughs) uh so yeah all right so uh i guess uh so happy to see it go down like this you know uh hope and hopefully they learn something but yeah Mm. it's interesting because uh a lot of outlets that i listen to like i bring up yong yao on this show quite a bit it seems like he can't go one day without like discussing new news on this topic or what have you like uh did you hear about the cosmetic debacle? Uh, no. All right. Uh, this will be a quick aside, but uh, EA was interviewed like, uh, well, why don't you do stuff like Overwatch where the, it's just cosmetics that are available in game? And this is a two-parter. Uh, so a representative at EA gave like the explanation like, well, we don't do that because it would ruin the canon of Star Wars. Like imagine seeing Darth Vader <laughs> in pink or seeing – or seeing all these like characters or red Yoda, like that would ruin the canon. So we, we would never think of doing that. Fast forward one day later, uh, another player who bought the game, I believe this was on PC. They hacked into it and they found a hidden cosmetics menu. (laughs) So they were thinking about it. (laughs) And it just made a, look, Oh my God. It, it's incredible, Joe. It's like the most incredible <laughs> thing, this entire debacle to me. Mm. Anyway, uh, if you don't mind, I've got. C- could I handle the Dragon Ball stories really quick? Uh, well, I wanted to get mad at some other Disney stuff. Oh, okay. Well, go r- <laughs> by, by all- uh, real fast here while we're talking about Disney licensed games. Marvel Heroes uh, shut down. It did. Uh, you know, not a game I personally played at all, but. Mm-mm. The, the shitty part about this is that, you know, the, it's like, all right, um, you know, as a, as a free-to-play licensed game, you know, it's it, it was never going to last forever. Uh, but, you know, the original plan was they were going to shut down the game, you know, towards the end of the year uh, or at the end of the year, specifically exactly on December 31st. Uh, but right before Thanksgiving, uh, they went, they shut the, not only shut the game down, but closed uh, Gazillion Entertainment, who were the developers of the game. 
Uh, and on top of that, you know, you know, on top of being fired, you know, the, before Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, you know, employees weren't were told it's like, yeah, we're not going to pay out your PTO or vacation time either. Uh, have a nice day. Uh, so there you go. You play some of this game, right, Malcolm? Uh, I play like a little bit of it. It was uh, it would actually it actually glitched out on me. Like, like I was playing as uh, Spider-Man in this one part, and I beat the section, and the game froze. So I restarted it, got to that one section of Spider-Man, and the game froze again. So I was like, "Okay, done." And I, I, I thought it, I thought it was just a matter of like um, the game needed more time to be polished. But little did I know, the game had been out for actually a little while mm-hmm. on PC, and um, yeah, this would happen right now. So. Uh, selfishly, I'm happy I didn't get too invested into it like I did with, say, Diablo or what have you. But uh, I uh, I do agree with your sentiment. This this is awful. Like, mm-hmm. uh, on uh, re- the day before a holiday where you're giving thanks for everything you have, it, this gets taken away from them. So, uh, yeah, it's not cool. I, I feel bad for everyone involved. This is a shit call by Disney. Uh, let's call a spade a spade here. I hope everyone over there... Landed on their feet okay, or had some money stashed away. Uh, I assume they're all pretty talented, so they'll be able to find work elsewhere. Mm. There, but yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that kind of stunned me, especially when it came out. Like, if they did this, like, okay, surely they must have some like benefits that'll carry over. Like, I recently lost my job with AT and T when they closed down the store, and uh, they gave me like uh, basically twelve percent of my annual in, mm. in September to help tied me over till I found another job. Uh, no, they, they got nothing. And it, like that just baffles me, especially with a company as big as Disney. Well, I mean, well, Disney didn't own the company. They just licensed the, oh, the Marvel okay. to this developer. So it's not <laughs> Disney didn't say, hell, oh, fuck you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think Disney would be better at PR than that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, it's morally because I mean, who knows what happened to for this contract or whatever to to run out the way it did, uh, and for people to suddenly lose their jobs. But I mean, that, that's just such a shitty thing to happen. Yeah. Um, because it's right before it's you know people thought that they were gonna at least have jobs through the end of the year, but no, like like they just have nothing, uh, like nothing to show for any of their work. Uh, it's garbage. It's garbage. But I mean, I would have almost preferred it. You know, obviously, I preferred it if they kept their jobs or gave them bennies or something like that. But uh, I would have preferred, like, I remember when my first Black Friday that I worked at retail, somebody, like, I was closing with uh, somebody and he told me, yeah, I'm never coming back to this job. I'm quitting. And he mm-hmm. and he quit. And this is, like, before Thanksgiving that would lead to Black Friday. So I didn't tell my boss until, like, that night because he's, like – I. And thankfully, he was cool about it. He was like, okay, I understand that you wanted me to have, like, a good dinner and just be okay before laying this on me, but I really wish you would have just told me that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I wish they would have maybe, like, dude, just wait until the day after Thanksgiving at the very least. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they're coming into work the next day. I mean, right. But, yeah, that's awful. Uh, I, and, obviously, uh, I think I speak for Joe. I hope they all turn out okay after this. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's next, Joe? Um... Uh, let's see. We've got some more. One last bit of uh, microtransaction-related stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, CD Projekt Red, you know, developers behind The Witcher, um, they've got another game in, in the hopper that's actually been in the works for a pretty long time at this point. But Cyberpunk 2077. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that hot ticket. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The under under Twitter account they 
they made a post and it said, quote, worry not when thinking Cyberpunk 2077, think nothing less than The Witcher 3. Huge single player, open world, story driven RPG. No hidden catch, you get what you pay for. No bullshit. <laughs> just honest gaming with just honest gaming like with Wild Hunt. We leave greed to others. <laughs> okay. All right. And is it sad that that's a relief to me? <laughs> um, and, you know, they've definitely got the clout to be able to say that kind of thing because, uh, you know, The Witcher 3 is a huge success, uh, you know, for them. And, you know, not just for them, but, like, just in general. Like, yeah, damn. Uh, that game has sold, I think, over 10 million copies at this point. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, I think sales have even increased year over year for it. So it's like that game, you know, that game is huge. Uh, you know, it has zero multiplayer element to it at all. No microtransactions whatsoever. Um, you know, except for some giant expansions you can buy for it. Uh, like that's the only, that's as close as you get. Um, so it's a relief to to know that the cyberpunk game uh, will be made with that design philosophy in place. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I I did. I was one of those people who bought Witcher Three this year, and <laughs> when <laughs> it went on sale for the complete edition, did for like nineteen ninety nine wife uh, expressed interest in it so i yoinked it up it's definitely one of those games where like if we ever get a slow or what we used to call a normal year in video games again i'm probably i'll probably download that and play that <laughs> give that an honest shot because uh, uh it, it i would say it's probably like it's under by a lot but it's like right under grand theft auto 5 as far as games that are standing the test of time and still mm -hmm. making good money over time no yeah definitely game it's like like, I feel kind of bad. Like, I, I I did try it. I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. Like, maybe I didn't get that story bit that I needed to, like, fully jump in. But th there must be something there. Like, people love this game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations to them on that. And uh, thank you for not going the microtransaction <laughs> route. So, uh, I don't know if this is one of your stories, but... Uh, I heard that Red Dead 2 is going to have microtransactions. It's not, but, it's... Um, yeah, I can't imagine that it won't. I mean, because, you know, for all, you know, that's a huge part of Rockstar's business is that GTA Online has, is, you know, is pretty crazy with its microtrans. I mean, it's not like, it's all optional stuff. It's like you could just buy, like, currency or whatever, and that lets you buy guns and cards or whatever. Um, and I imagine that's going to be the case with whatever online thing they're doing with Red Dead. Mm. That's not uh, like shocking. Yeah, like hey, it, multiplayer. That's one thing. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to play that. But uh, it, as long as it doesn't touch that fantastic single player, I'm good. Look, as long as I can play liars dice with people, I'm happy. <laughs> that's all I'm going to do in multiplayer is play liars dice like I did last time. Uh, I remember the first time I tried to learn how to cheat at poker. <laughs> I, I I was at a table with like six people. One guy catches me. We we go out and I kill him, and then we go. I go right back inside. There's now five people left. We go back to playing poker. I try to <laughs> cheat again. It got to like one on one, and I'm like, at some point, the I feel like the NPC should just bounce. And like, you know what? <laughs> uh, I broke even. I think I'm all right. <laughs> oh god, that talk about a game that could be a lock for game of the year next year. My god. Oh man. Do you have any other? Uh, Microtransaction-y news? No, I do not. 
Alright. So, I'm gonna talk really quick about some stuff. Uh, this is some stuff I'm sh- it'll go by really quick, and uh, one of which I'm pretty sure you would you don't have in your notes, but I could be wrong. Uh, first, the DBZ news. Uh, we got three new characters since last we talked, Joe. Three brand new characters. Well, they're 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 classic, but still. Uh, one of which is Adult Gohan, which is uh, <laughs> the grown-up version of Gohan that you see during the Boo saga and the Android saga. And uh, you also have got Kid Boo, which is pretty much the final evil form of Majin Boo, who's actually a pretty crazy character, so he looks like he'll be fun to play. And, of course, one of my personal favorites, Gotenks, which is the fusion of uh, Goten and Trunks, Vegeta and, and uh, Goku's kid. He's pretty much the most powerful 10-year-old in the, in the universe, so that's actually pretty worth playing just by itself. So that's awesome. Now, what's not awesome is that a, uh, I don't know if you heard the news, but a very famous voice actress uh, passed away. Kind of tragically, actually. She <coughs> has a kind of legendary voice actress, uh, Hiromi Suri. <coughs> Excuse me. He, uh, famous for voicing Bulma. And when I say she voiced Bulma, I mean oh, she... she voiced the shit out of Bulma. Oh, God. Like, her career... In everything. Her career started at age 12. And her first gig was Bulma. And she's been playing Bulma... For the entirety of the Dragon Ball franchise. Like, she was even voicing her in Dragon Ball Super, the latest uh, franchise going on with there. So... And in, like, every game and in, like, every... Just every part of Dragon Ball that that Bulma was ever seen in, that was her. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my God. And that that was just a little bit of her. She also did voice work in Metal Gear Solid, where she voiced Naomi Hunter. And uh, Julia Chang and the original Tekken. Oh. <laughs> also, Joe, you'll be able to enjoy her in Yakuza 0 as she plays uh, one of the main uh, leads, uh, Rina. Oh. And uh, she was also in Ghost in the Cell, Super Robot Ro- Ro- Wars, and uh, she voiced Bulma for more than 30 years. It was a very tragic death at 57 as she was literally just entering her call to work and to go to work, and uh, she had a aortic uh, she had like an issue with her heart that just like surprised everybody and you know she tragically passed on so yeah yeah and she was always a really really solid voice actress and like i said just being able to she voiced bulma for 30 years like (laughs) this like i i do uh pay attention to the dragon ball community this is really hurting this is like devastating people There, there were like people going on youtube in tears about this actress dying who this is literally like for a lot of them. This is something from their childhood that just passed on. So yeah, that, that sucks. And uh, I, I'm not sure if she did work for Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z. I imagine she probably, probably. <laughs> if, if Bulma's in that game at all, probably. So that may be her like her her final work there. So um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, I feel bad for you know her fans, her family, everyone there. So Godspeed there. Hmm. Uh, moving on towards past that, um, you remember a game that I reviewed a while ago called The Surge, Joe? I do remember The Surge. And well, I, I like it's. I did it. <laughs> right. did, it did moderately well. Like I'm trying to open up with this. Like I really enjoyed the game. It was. Uh, I'm really cool with a uh, Souls-like game as long as it offers something new. 
like uh, Neo, it brought like story and, uh, you know, the whole focus on samurai, you know, the whole samurai and whatnot. And uh, the surge brought it to a futuristic level. And it was actually a very intriguing story once again. And I enjoyed it so much, I platinumed the game, which uh, I don't often do in games, as anyone who's friends with me on PSN would find out. Mm-hmm. So imagine my surprise when I wake up this morning and I see reviews for A Walk in the Park, which is the DLC expansion for The Surge, and, which was very interesting because this one, it's essentially the company that led to the destruction of mankind, you find out, a <laughs> company called Creo developed an amu- an entire amusement park for its employees as a way for them to, you know, re- get some, like, uh, release and uh, get back to work, so to speak. And it's a very interesting one where you go in there and, in, like, the entire carnival area is de- devastated. You've got, like, robotic mascots trying to kill you. And uh, it's, from what I've seen from scenes, uh, it looks really good. I, unfortunately, I'm low on funds. Otherwise, I would have purchased it by now. <laughs> and uh, But it looks like a very interesting, uh, very interesting expansion. Sadly, considering that immediately upon this game uh, being released, this uh, DLC being released, they also released The Surge, the complete edition. So I doubt we're going to see any more DLC expansions. <laughs> uh but uh, you know that complete edition sells for, I believe, around forty nine ninety nine or fifty nine ninety nine. You know, you know what? With that, I would say this game. I, I, I think I said wait for a sale, but I would say this is that's fine. That go go for it because this is actually one of my. I really enjoyed this game. I was shocked how into <laughs> this game I got, and uh, it's kind of sad because it feels like this is going to be the end of the road. But as far as a one off, it's really it's really solid. So I would highly recommend it to anyone looking for a Souls like experience. The Surge, go for it. Did you have that story out of curiosity? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> I, I would have been shocked and uh something i will say there's a game coming out that was re- that was talked about called sinner sacrifices redemption which will be released at in april 2018 and now remember what i said like i'm cool with you doing a souls-like game as long as you're bringing something to the table you know you know we got surge brought futuristic da 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 this game just looks like it's ripping off Dark Souls. I'll be point blank. <laughs> Feel free to, like, I hope everyone in that studio does well, and I hope the game sells well for you. But upon looking at the trailer, it just looked like uh, they looked at a couple of uh, trailers for Dark Souls and like, okay, so it has to have this, this, and this. Oh, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> All right, sure. Like, I dare anyone to look at that trailer and tell me this isn't just Dark Souls being ri- kind of ripped off there. Like, even worse than Lords of the Fallen. I was very critical about that one. <laughs> but anyway, that's coming out in April 2018. All right, Joe. Floor is yours. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, we are on the cusp of two major gaming events this week. Uh, let's start with the Game Awards, which is tomorrow on Thursday, December 7th. Literally hours away, Joe. <laughs> hours away um and of course we don't know anything uh concrete just yet except uh we've got some celebrity guests that are showing up that might give uh some indication as to what you might expect uh during the show uh <laughs> let's see like we've got not one not two but three major uh players uh with Hideo Kojima 
Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus saw showing up to present, I think, separate awards. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be, well, I don't know. They all were, were announced, uh, as presenters separately, but I don't know if they'll be <laughs> presenting separate awards. But anyway, um, you could probably assume that something, uh, pretty major is happening with Death Stranding, uh, at the show. So look forward to that. Yeah. I, uh, I was kind of, a, I was thinking it would happen at PSX, but the, I've totally underestimated how Kojima gets along with Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. They're, they're um, fantastic friends. But. Yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they have something at PSX as well, since it is uh, a Sony published game. Oh God. Yeah. He'll probably have, he, he might have like additional footage or I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a good chunk and then it says watch PSX for more or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would love it if uh, what what is it? Kojima, Del Toro, and who? Norman Reedus. They they should come out like the shield from the audience. <laughs> Just play the music. They got like the bulletproof fans. <laughs> they throw their fists into them. <laughs> <laughs> and their fists spell out "fuck Konami." <laughs> they, they powerbomb Jeff Keighley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just to see. Uh, yeah, Hideo Kojima go, ooh, ah, the power bomb would be worth it. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I am, what about, tell me, Joe, how excited are you for this game? At least? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm excited for anything Hijima puts his, you know, creative uh, force behind, uh, just inherently. But I don't know anything about the game, so it's hard to be super specific with my excitement i'm just sure it's gonna be good the the interesting thing about this is like metal gear was fantastic as was uh zone of vendors and stuff but you kind of police thoughts baby (laughs) police thoughts yes thank you and (laughs) you kind of feel like there was some konami reining him in a little like some like uh he had to like, <laughs> reining him in a little bit what part of that were what, during which part of uh metal gear solid uh the, did you believe that was it <laughs> well if you were talking about three through five it would be the fact that he was still working on metal gear <laughs> they reined him back into the development room and said okay we can't do this without you <laughs> but this is the this game is going to be the first time because from what I could tell from like the involvement with uh, PlayStation, like you, you remember that original announced video with Andrew House, where it was uh-huh. like like yeah he's going to make it a game for us and he's totally free to do whatever he wants. <laughs> so this is essentially the uh, the collar coming off Hideo and he's just going to run. He's just going to take that ball and we're going to see the most Hideo Kojima game. In the history of video games, this could either make it, this could make it a contender for game of the year, even with uh, Red Dead Redemption right there. But, or it could make this into, oh, okay, maybe he needs to be reined in a little bit. So, yeah, hopefully, that's the only, that's what I'm actually worried about. It's like, it, there is a, like, there's a solid chance that this game could be so far up his own ass <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that um, maybe, you know, he needs to be put in check a little bit, but I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But I, I'm excited because, <laughs> like, Kojima, like, this is Kojima happy to make a game, too, which I also mm-hmm. think is key. And plus, he's got all his friends helping him out. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> like, oh, so I'm I'm really interested. 
I'm, and plus, he's been playing with that Decima engine, like, and it even helping the Decima engine look even better than it did before he had a hold of it, which is also really cool. So I'm excited, Joe. I'll just say that. I, I, <laughs> I, I think this will be a key moment, no pun intended, for these keynote speakers here. Uh, see, there would have been no pun if he didn't put uh, it up. You got to jam it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to just jam it in there. That's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, let's see. Other people that you can expect at the Game Awards include uh, Aisha Tyler, who was absent at uh, Ubisoft's E3. Yeah, uh, what the hell was that? That actually enough. Uh, let's see. Felicia Day is going to be there. Uh, actor Zachary Levi is going to be there for some reason. <laughs> uh, Andy Serkis will be there. Ooh. Uh, um, who, you know, he did some work with Heavenly Sword developers, uh, what are they called? Ninja Theory. Uh, you know, he was, he was, what was that guy's name in, in Heavenly Sword? Bohan or Boyan or something? Bogan? Uh, uh, Bohan. I think it was Bohan, but yeah. yeah. I, the Crow King or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was great. You know, and he was in Heavenly Sword for them also. Or not Heavenly Sword, uh, Enslaved. Uh, yes. Yes. I think As... his character's name was Monkey in that. Yeah, it was literally what the character was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's got some clout in the gaming uh, circuit. Uh, Justin Roiland's going to be there. Uh, I think he's going to announce some VR thing probably for his new studio that he opened like two years ago, but actually didn't. <laughs> um, All of them will be joining Kojima Club, the newest. <laughs> apparently. Uh, <laughs> so that's some of the star power you can expect at the show tomorrow, December 7th, and whatever screaming device you want to use yeah, i believe it starts at eight pacific uh so that it's probably what five or four for me unfortunately oh uh, wow you butchered that completely <laughs> oh is it later uh, oh yeah well, oh yeah that's not how the time zones work uh, if it's early if it's not earlier for you if it's late in the west coast okay. um what time does it start though uh, I, I thought it was 8 p.m pacific time is what i was saying you know what by the time this goes up You've got, like, an hour to look it up. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. But also this weekend, no, PlayStation Experience. Are you there, Malcolm? I'm there. I'm here. Okay. Making sure. I'm with um, you. All right, PSX this weekend, uh, starting Friday. Um, and we've got a potential leak, <laughs> Malcolm. Uh, yes, I heard. I heard about this. <laughs> Uh, it is a completely predictable leak that is completely in line with uh, the history of this particular franchise, but it seems that the we God of War... It. Yeah, <laughs> an easy one to call, to be sure. But appear, it appears that uh, God of War for PS4 might be out on March 22nd, 2018. Uh, apparently, the PlayStation Store uh, page on PSN, um, you know, kind of was a little early uh, by with updating its release date. Uh, it is now listed as December 31st, 2018, you know, generic, uh, you know, generic placeholder date. But yeah, I would expect it to be March anyway. So March 22nd uh, sounds very 100% <laughs> realistic and likely. Uh, although that is a Thursday, so that would be a little strange. Maybe the 23rd would make more sense. But. All right, I have the time here just to follow up, update on our story <laughs> here, breaking as it goes. It's 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so it's 8.30 for me, which is great because I'll be home and all that. Mm, it's 7.30 for me. Uh, oh, no. I will, I will not be home. <laughs> I will be coming home from work. Well, you know, there'll be like 15 YouTube channels with the whole thing yeah, on there. Yeah, like, like it'll 
I'll probably be getting out of work as it starts. I'll probably just watch it on YouTube on the train or something. Yep, Kojima Club invades, man. It'll be great. (laughs) 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 And, okay, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. PSX, baby. Yeah, we uh, called this a while ago as far as it coming out in March, as well as coming out pretty much at the day. So, uh, I think that's awesome if, you know, it has to end up being true. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, so like it's awesome. Start 2017 off. Uh, well, it's already starting for me with a bang. But as far as an exclusive for PS4, that's that's as big of a bang as you can get right there. Yeah, and uh, you know the release date for God of War isn't the only announcement to look forward to at PSX. Uh, with the PlayStation blog promising that although the biggest uh, announcements for 2017 were revealed at E3 and Paris Games Week. Uh, they are promising that they have saved a few stocking stuffers for Friday night. Um, so expect more release dates, I would say. <laughs> uh, I'd probably say, you know, things like Days Gone and Spider-Man and and the like are getting release dates as well. And that Detroit game, Detroit, probably will also get a date. And I assume they've got even more stuff for uh, The Last of Us too. I look forward to all that. You know what I'm what is gonna be the best thing for me? Like I'm actually looking forward to those games. Even Detroit, which Joe treats as though it's HIV, but anyway. It probably is. It it, it really isn't. But anyway. It's gonna be awful. <laughs> How awesome is it gonna be to watch an E three and not have to hear about God of War or Detroit? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great, Joe. Bye. <laughs> Let's talk about some other stuff. Oh god! Oh, here's a question for E3. If uh, EA E game gets shown, do you think it gets booed? If what now? If an EA game is shown during the presser, do you think it gets booed? No. <laughs> I don't know. There was a PlayStation chant <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they released the actual game. Like I, I could see it, but anyway. So anyway, God of War. Like, uh, are you gonna get that one? No, Malcolm. Of course, yeah. I'm gonna get God of War. Don't give me that. Oh, of course, I'm gonna get it. You don't like the David Cage games, for Christ's sakes. That's because David Cage is awful. He is not awful. Friggin' <laughs> <laughs> a. Anyway, worst. He he really isn't. He really isn't. Oh, uh, he so is. Anyway, hey. So, all right. So I I'm stoked. I'm definitely getting that game. That game looks like it could be interesting, which. It's been a while since I, I feel I've said that about a Kratos in a video game as of late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what else happened, buddy? Uh, let's see. People, you know, uh, at Karis Games Week, uh, you know, they revealed the Ghost of Tsushima uh, from Sucker Punch, which was pretty out of left field, but definitely welcome. Uh, and of course, before that, they did Infamous Last Light or First Light or... No, that was the last thing they did, right? It was First Light, which yeah. was after Second Son. Uh, but either way, it's been a while. It's been three years since since anything came out of Sucker Punch, and people were wondering where the fuck they've been, uh, myself included. Uh, and a Sony executive, specifically Worldwide Studios SVP, uh, Michael Denny, told GameSpot in an interview recently saying, quote, you know, wonder, he said, quote, um, I think the right thing to do and I think we're learning, a lot of publishers learning, is that there's a right time to announce games. Uh, basically admitting that, you know, in the past, maybe Sony's a little too gung-ho <laughs> about uh, revealing games before uh, there's any real thing to show. Uh, 
basically saying that Sony's, you know, they they tend to they tend to be pretty they they play play a little fast and loose revealing stuff sometimes. Like it, as as you know, shown by maybe Detroit, perhaps it's like, wow, we've seen that game in like so many E3s at this point. Uh, or say something like Last Guardian, <laughs> which was revealed however many years ago before it finally came out, or possibly uh, by Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, a game that probably isn't probably hasn't seen any real progress, <laughs> uh, especially with how often they're updating Final Fantasy XV. Uh, things like that. So um, it's nice to hear them say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good sign that Sony's learning, which uh, I appreciate. Because as awesome as it is to see, as it was for me to see that they're doing a Final Fantasy VII remake, and uh, I'll I'll even take just the announcement announcement that it was going to be happening. I, I I feel like more they fucked up when they showed that gameplay footage, and it gave me hope that maybe just maybe I'll see this within three years. But <laughs> I would be damn shocked if that game comes out before twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Of course, I was also. Thinking I was going to be shocked if uh, Death Stranding comes out before 2020. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, Final Fantasy, like, that's a big game to remake from the ground up. I don't think people really appreciate how gigantic that game was, only because it was pixelated. But you're like, even if you're just going to Midgar, like, I could see Midgar taking a year if you're <laughs> reconstructing the whole thing. <laughs> but, uh, at the same time, yeah, like maybe slow it down. It's not like you're not, you're you have a lack of games to announce, <laughs> especially this year. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. It was like a year where I was at, I was starting to get annoyed with them talking about Spider Man, God of War, uh, Days Gone, and uh, Detroit. Every every game is like, just tell me when it's coming out. <laughs> I know when Monster Hunter's coming out. Come on, fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. hey, uh, but. Yeah, so yeah, ho- hopefully this continues. Uh, hopefully this means that uh, Ghost is, isn't coming out too far away. Maybe, I would predict maybe 2019 at the latest for that game. Mm. If they if they want to be all about, you know, not announcing things too soon, I would love to see that in the fall of 2018. Oh, God, the fall's going to be expensive. It always is, man. Like, I don't even know, know what Nintendo's doing for the next year. For next year. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, they, they did a great <laughs> job this year. They did a really good job. All right, next one. All right, speaking of game announcements, Malcolm, I've got a few right here. Um, Let's start with probably the biggest one and also the most recent one. Uh, Mega Man 11. Woo! It's coming to PlayStation 4 as well as other consoles. Uh, Probably going to buy that game on Switch if I buy it. But anyway. (laughs) That, That seems like a great Switch game, I agree. Yeah, um, but yeah, during the 30-year anniversary celebration uh, live stream uh, that they had um, yesterday, Capcom, you know, revealed that the game is coming out uh, in late 2018. Um, you know, they released trailers, some some concept art, and the game looks pretty good. Yeah. Looks uh, pretty were, good. Were you expecting a full-on Mega Man game? Uh they kind of hyped up their this live stream a little bit, so I was like, if they don't reveal a new Mega Man game, they're gonna have hell to pay with all the Mega Man fans, uh, as they have already. You know that game, that's the franchise has been basically left for dead for the most part <laughs> up until right now, um, with Mega Man just kind of appearing in, in in spots in other games. But yeah, I was happy to see this. This looks good. 
Like I, I texted Joe after I saw the trailer finally after work that I was like, wow, this sure does take a big dump on anything <laughs> that make Mighty Number no. Nine ever did. <laughs> yeah, it looks like pretty much exactly what Mighty Number no. Nine wanted to do, mm-hmm. which was you know this you know two and a half you know this. Or I guess I should explain to Malcolm finally what two and a half D actually is because he kept, you know, you know the three D graphics on a two D plane, uh, which you know I'm not a super huge fan of that particular aesthetic, but but they handled it a lot better than Mighty Number no. Nine did, uh, even in the Justice preview footage. Mm. Uh, but yeah i i I dig it it kind of reminds me a little bit of mega man 8 that uh ps2 was ps2 or ps3 yes ps3 ps3 that joint which uh voice horrendous voice acting aside well mega man 9 you mean right which one was the one with duo wow okay but (laughs) but mega man 8 was before the before they made those last two Mega Man Nine and Ten. All right, so Mega Man, so that one on PS3, that was the most recent. Wait, no, 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 it was eight because then they did Mega Man Nine as like a standalone download game. So what the fuck was Mega Man Ten? Uh, wait, wait, no, okay. They didn't make three Mega Man games for PS3. That's crazy. Maybe they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now. But anyway, this game I thought looks really great. I was a huge, huge Mega Man game. And I'm going to go with Joe on this one. I am getting Mega Man 11 on Switch, and it's just going to feel so freaking good to play Mega Man on a Nintendo game again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it just belongs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I always considered a Mega Man character. Like, one of the biggest pops I gave uh, was when they did the reveal for Smash Brothers that Mega Man was going to be a fighter. I'm like, yes, freaking right. <laughs> Okay, so nine. <laughs> no, I think it was. Yeah, I think nine and ten were both standalone games. Oh yeah, but like Mega Man Eight was nineteen ninety six, my dude. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds about right. It was probably about that long. Yeah, so it was twelve years before Mega Man Nine came out. All right, but I, three and then Mega Man Ten. Anyway, the point being, this is gonna be great, <laughs> and you should look forward to it. So I, I'm excited. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, what? Can I inter- interject some Souls news? No, absolutely not, because I've got more Mega Man news. In oh, uh, <laughs> that uh, Mega Man X, the whole series is coming to to PlayStation as well. Uh, Hot day. Yeah, they announced that, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, I don't know if they've got a date for that specifically. Uh, but yeah, basically the entire Mega Man X series will be... Uh, will be coming in the summer of 2018. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Those Mega Man X games are, are always pretty cool. Sweet. All right. Hey, what else? Uh, let's see. We've also got some more game reveals here. Uh, Malcolm alluded to it, uh, inadvertently alluded to it a little bit earlier with his Black Friday uh, shopping. But a new Valkyria Chronicles is coming as well. Valkyria Chronicles 4 mm-hmm. has been announced for spring in 2018, or at least in Japan. It's going to be out in the spring. Uh, and that'll be out on PS4, Xbox, and Switch as well. Uh, what system are you excited. going for for that one? That I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, you know, that game looks, you know, that original Valkyria Chronicles game is going to look gorgeous forever uh, because of its art style. You know, on the PS3, it looks, you know, the, on you know on PS4, the, the advantage that it has is that it, that it displays that higher resolution. But graphically, 
you know, the actual game itself looks pretty much the same. Uh, so I can't imagine there's a huge, like, leap between, you know, Xbox, PS4, and, you know, Switch. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Uh, point is, the important part here is that there's the Valkyra Chronicles, goddammit. Uh, although I wish... God, I wish you would just bring up Valkyria Chronicles 3 over here. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we never got Valkyria Chronicles 3 outside oh. of Japan. So that's that's still annoying to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it looks great. And plus, uh, what was that Valkyria game that nobody liked? Oh, God. Revolution was Rev- awful. <laughs> awful, 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 awful. From what I've seen in interviews, they've made it a big point that uh, – yeah, we're, we're returning to form. That's the polite way of saying we're not going to repeat. Yeah, that. like well, as soon as they announced that fucking revolution game, it's like, it's like yeah, it's not going to be a tactical thing. It's going to be an action RPG. And it's like okay, strike one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's not saying of developing it directly. It's uh, and it's not even like they got a bad developer. They got the developers for like. They did, like, Wild Arms back in the day. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is this game so bad? Uh, but, yeah, that was, like, Strike 2. Is that even the original developers? It's like, well, what the fuck is the point of this game then? Uh, and the jury's still out on that particular question. <laughs> but, man, I'm excited for a proper Valkyria Chronicles. Same here, buddy. And uh, I'll let you know how, what, what my thoughts are when I finally power put in Valkyria 1. And see how that turns out there. And if you like Valkyria 1, I encourage you to check out Valkyria 2 on PSP. I think you can download that onto your Vita. Uh, yeah, you can, because I've got it on my Vita. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, and that ga- the only like the only shortcoming that game has is that it's on PSP instead of PS3. Because uh, mm. that game is still real good. All right. I, I, hope, I expect I will like it. I've heard nothing but good things. And I love tactical games like Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm, it's so good. All right. Well, what, what's the next game that got announced? Uh, hey, Malcolm. You remember? Uh, you remember Portal? Portal? Really? There's a new Portal game. Get out! Like, it's ri- not the it's not the kind of Portal game you want, but it's a new Portal game. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's a game called Bridge Constructor Portal. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with these Bridge Constructor games, Malcolm, but it is a game that's currently on PC, I believe. Uh, I don't know if they ever brought those games to, to, to PlayStation or, or consoles in general. Is it like uh, World of Goo? Uh, World of... I guess, in a way. Here, I mean, it, the the title is pretty self-explanatory. You build bridges. It's a puzzle game where you build bridges uh, to get stuff from one side to another. Uh, but with the Portal game, obviously, there are going to be portals where you can launch stuff. So there you go. Look forward to that <laughs> at some point in early 2018. Um, had to get me all excited there for a second. <laughs> um, well, actually, it's coming to PC and mobile on December twentieth in two weeks. Oh, uh, so you can check it out there if you want it. If you want, but if you want to check it out on consoles, uh, early twenty eighteen is, is what they're saying. All right. <laughs> oh, God, I want a new Portal game. Me it's too. Years. It's been six and a half years. That was an excellent game too. Like, how hard can they be to make? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, how hard is it to make a video game? <laughs> Freaking a. Everything they touch turned to gold over there at Valve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can only hope they're putting the same time and effort that they're putting into Half-Life 3, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. They just never make it to 3. That's, that's their problem over there. Nope. Yeah. Uh, two and good. 
That's it. Yeah. Like, you know what else would be good? Left 4 Dead 3. But nope, we're never going to see that, are we? Oh. God, Left 4 Dead. Oh, God, these games are all so good. We just want one more. Just give us one more. Just They're do it like, one time, Valve. Yeah, Valve is turning into the rare of our time. Hmm. Hmm. All right. What else got came out? Uh, Well, that's... Well, hold on. I guess you can talk more about this particular announcement, because fuck if I know about this. But uh, I figured I'd include it, because I see people talk about this particular property a lot uh, on the Twitters. So um, there's a My Hero Academia game coming. Woo! Yeah. Uh, My Hero Academia is uh, one of the best anime that are that is out there. It kind of follows in the same same vein as Naruto, but in this one, every, we live in a world where everyone gets born with a quirk, which is essentially a superpower. And essentially, it's a group of kids that go to a school to learn how to be superheroes, and the story is just amazing. It's got fantastic characters who all have very unique and interesting motivations for why they want to be what they want to be. Uh, and they all have like these trials and tribulations that they face in growing up and uh, getting to that dream. And the characters are all really interesting, such as uh, one of the main characters, All Might, which is that who's actually drawn in a kind of uh, homage to traditional comic book animation. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's very super cool. And uh, yeah, I've heard about a little bit about this game, and uh, hopefully, it's uh, it's good because um, which I feel like we should say about all games. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now there's no saying what type of game it even is. <laughs> because they're not revealing anything until December 16th when they show a trailer for it. Uh, all we know is that it's called My Hero Academia One's Justice. Yeah, I'm hoping that it follows kind of in the same vein as uh, Naruto uh, Ninja Storm, which, mm. you know, if, you don't, if you're not into that, that's fine, but it does well, and it's about as true to the anime as you can get, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a fun experience. Also, the One Piece game do really good numbers too yeah it turns out popular anime um makes for popular video games <laughs> you know what i like about japanese games no microtransactions that's great <laughs> <laughs> that's oh true. can i sweep? That's because they don't know how other internet works over there <laughs> it's probably largely why that that is well thank god for reverse progress but anyway <laughs> Is it is this a good time for me to include my my soul's news? Ah, gotta get it over with. All right. So something that I'm sure will uh, actually make Joe very happy, and that is after all these years. And keep in mind this. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot to include this. Forgot or didn't want to talk about it, Joe? <laughs> well, no, I, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. So after nine uh, nine years coming out in 2009, keep in mind. And was the sleeper hit on PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3. He, like, the reviews are, were always interesting to read for Demon Souls. Because, like, they're like, I, I shouldn't be liking this game, but I'm shocked how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> but the game came out in 2009. Demon Souls. The game that would, would create Dark Souls, that would create Bloodborne, and create the Souls-like genre. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Oh, God. Uh, a game that uh, uh, servers are going to finally, finally stop for this game. And, wow. and it's, it is interesting because they, they did try to close it down on multiple occasions, but yeah, like three years after the game came out and they're like, oh, okay, guess that. 
Uh, no, the the fans like no, fuck you, and like <laughs> all, all right, all right, we'll we'll, we'll keep it going, and uh, they did, and I believe they tried to close it down like another or maybe two other times, and each time they were finally they said no, no, it, no, we want we love this game too much, so finally February twenty eighth two thousand eighteen, it's gonna get shut down, and this story is kind of interesting because uh, people in the community are actually talking about this. Because it's not just getting shut down. It, it's actually a worldwide ending for the server. Well, yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's uh, happening here in the UK. Uh, yes, here, <laughs> here in the UK. Yes, where we <laughs> here in the United States. We're getting enough. It's also getting shut down at the same time in Japan. And it's also getting shut down in uh, the UK. And the interesting thing is I believe like three different companies own the servers, like Sony's in Japan, uh, Bandai Namco is UK. And then, uh, from software is maybe the United States or something like that. Atlas. Atlas. Thank you. And, uh, it's very interesting that it's all at once. Like this is a planned move. So there are people that are murmuring, that maybe we're going to get a Demon Souls remaster for PS4 that gets released around the same time to take the place of Demon Souls 3 so people can relive the adventure. Mm, I say there's a 0% chance of that happening, but okay. <laughs> a 0%? Really? A zero. A zero, are you kidding me that they're going to announce and release this, this remaster in three months? Is who's, that what you're saying? Hey, who says that they're... Uh, who says that uh, they haven't been working on it all this time? Yeah, zero percent chance. Do you I, think they would have announced that by now? I they would have lost their shit for that. I, I think. Hey, PSX is in t- is in a couple of days, dude. Yeah, and this is exactly the kind of thing they said not to expect. <laughs> so, I, hey, what better way to get you to get you by surprise than by telling you it's like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, fucking your towel on there, buddy. But regardless if this is the case or not. <laughs> I wouldn't say zero percent chance, but if they ever do, like I'm not saying that they won't ever do it, but like, like yes, we're gonna do, like we're gonna shut down these servers, and then within a week we're gonna have this remaster for you guys to play. It's like no, <laughs> no I, I, I don't think it's. A, I'm saying they they probably calculate. Keep in mind, uh, from software has been very mysterious about what it's working on, saying that it's been working on like three mysterious titles and what have you. So this could be one of those mystery titles, but I digress. That's that's not the point of this discussion here. The discussion is a celebration for Demon Souls, uh, a game which I am still proud that I was able to beat because uh, I thought I, there was a time I never thought I'd be able to beat this game, but I pulled it out and actually made it through it to the end and beat it. Uh, congratulations to all of you who have beaten the game because this is, uh, you know, it gets said a lot and it feels like it's lost. It's sort of been lost in translation really, but this is a freaking hard game. Mm. And, uh, have you beaten it? No. All right. Shut your God, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and Hey, it, regard- I take great pride in having started all of the souls games and never finishing even <laughs> one of them. <laughs> uh, but, and say what you will about it. You can be Joe and not like the game. That's fine. That's fine. But you have to respect it. The fact that it created something like it did, granted. I'm not exactly thrilled to hear, hear the term Souls-like uh, as much as, uh, much as I do. <sighs> Especially when it's used incorrectly. Like, I'm sorry, Cuphead is not a Souls-like game, you idiots. But it, <laughs> <laughs> but 
the fact that it was not only able to, it created a gigantic community that still loves playing it to this day and fought for it when it was going to get killed off, much like they fight when trying not to get killed off in the game. But uh, yeah, kudos to them. Uh, Demon Souls was a real treasure that, you know, Sony was kind of silly to not realize to not push it when they had it. And uh, it created something that people still love and enjoy to this day. So I'm, ha- I'm I'll raise my thermos of water <laughs> in commemoration. I would love to be drunk for one of these shows one of these days, but anyway, <laughs> hey, congratulations to him. And Joe, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but Hey, you know, nine years, that's a heck of a run for a online server. Mm-hmm. I don't even think resistance got that. Hell no. <laughs> All righty. And, uh, <laughs> On top of that, I'll just... I don't think anyone's mentioned Resistance in nine years. <laughs> Did not get that run, that's why. <laughs> uh, some other thing that I will mention out, I don't know if you've heard the news, but Bloodborne is actually back in the news. Because apparently, people are still finding new stuff in that game. Anyway, as uh, there's apparently... The, uh, like, I got an article here. Like, people found, like, content that was actually cut from the game. But uh, one of the bigger stories that happened while we were gone, and I guess it's bigger for stuff like me, but uh, they recent, like in the original trailer for a game, it showed off this giant flame boss, which I believe people affectionately called the flame flame giant. And they never found it in the actual game. And they, people just assumed, hey, it's not going to, it's not going to be in the game or it, it just was cut from the game. But someone just recently while exploring the inner depths of the game, finally came across the enemy. It was like in this one spot in the game, but they found it. And this is like years after, I believe it came out 2012 Bloodborne or 2013, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are just now finding it in 2017. So uh, just to give you an idea how big this world is, that people are still discovering stuff. So uh, yeah, that's, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Joe. <laughs> so that does it for my souls news there. Well done. And uh, also, uh, what else happened while we were gone? Uh, let's see. We have sales results for October 2017. We've got those MPD numbers. They came out like the day after we recorded uh, our last show. Um, let's see here. What do you suppose the top game for October 2017 would be? Uh I'd be shocked if it wasn't Mario. Super Mario Odyssey was number three. Really? uh, On this list, which was topped by Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Whoa. Number two was Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, Number four was South Park, The Fractured by Hole. Number five. (laughs) Number five, NBA 2K18. Number six was FIFA. Number seven, WWE 2K18. Number (laughs) number five through eight are all annual games. Uh, Number eight is Madden 18. Uh, number nine was Destiny 2, with Forza Motorsport 7 running out the top 10, just edging out Gran Turismo Sport at number 11. Um, was other Wolf- notable, uh, what was that? Was Wolfenstein in, in the top 20? Uh, that's what I'm getting to, Malcolm. The other notable October releases, uh, The Evil Within 2 is number 13. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 is number 14. Get out of here. Nope. Um... Let's see, Fire Emblem Warriors, I think that came out in October as well. That's number 17. Um, and then everything else in between are all older releases. But, uh, yeah, 
a very interesting month of games, to say the least. Wow. I'm in shock. Like, I thought Wolfenstein had, like, all this, like, hype around that it would at least be in the top ten. It deserved better. I, I'm I'm actually really surprised about Mario, especially with how many stories I'm hearing about how well it did on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, granted, that was November, but still. Uh, like, how well it was <laughs> selling up until that point and, like, how much, like everyone was excited for mario like <laughs> i have to assume that these were all kind of close to each other one through three um and you know mario odyssey also has this advantage of being on one system uh that you know even though it's you know it's successful it still hasn't sold as much as you know the ps4 and xbox one combined have mm. uh, um so there is that that's true yeah um, but you know, Mario Odyssey, I can I can imagine that game has some will have some steering power, you know, because the Zelda, you know, Breath of the Wild, that's number fifteen on this list, <laughs> and that game came out in you know early March, so I assume Mario Odyssey will will be hanging around for a while as well. Yeah, another thing I will say, uh, Evil Within Two, like uh, I, I didn't think it would do well. Like uh, I thought it, I thought what they did, <laughs> you were right. Well, I don't know, top. Top tw- within the top twenty, I think you're doing a little well. Like <laughs> you're doing okay. And number, uh, by the way, kudos for coming out not only on the thirteenth, but coming out on number thirteen too. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, but that's just thrilled to be yeah. number thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep in mind, like a majority of the people ahead of it are, are the people. the The majority of the games in front of it are the annual games, and those always like sell a ridiculous sum because you know some people are. Most people love those games, like like uh, WWE 2K. Really, but anyway, um, I, I was kind of shocked to see not only Evil, Evil Within within the top twenty. I thought it would be like nineteen, to be honest. <laughs> but thirteen is good, even though it's by one spot, beating Wolfenstein two though. Yeah, I'm I'm real bummed out for this Wolfenstein because that game deserves so much better. That game, I don't know if you've beaten it yet, but that game is so excellent. That is so good. So like that might be one of the best stories that that have come out in this generation of games. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to hear if that game is a success for for Bethesda or not. Because you know, it's one of those deals where, like, like I was saying before, where Witcher Three probably is only making like a tenth of uh, what GTA Five has has. But at the same time, it's still making good money. Like, even though it's not like selling quite as much as like uh, the other games did it still make some money for bethesda so i'm kind of curious about that uh i'm here uh, i still think if you're with like if they weren't in the top 20 at all like let's not forget the surge when that game launched it wasn't even in the mpd numbers like <laughs> there's there's always a ch- there's always a worst case scenario like sadly that game's probably not going to get a sequel but uh Entering in the ballpark, like, I think, plus on top of that, let's not forget that October was kind of a stacked month. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was like, okay, before I forget, Shadow of War at number one. Wow. Like, I I, I, I guess uh, the microtransactions didn't hurt that game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you had that. You had uh, Mario. You had, uh, had Creed. South Park. You had... All it's a big the, month for Ubisoft, also, I should yeah, say. Yeah. You know, it's Assassin's Creed, South Park. Uh, let's see what else is in here. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, you know, Ooh. Wildlands. That's at number 18. Yeah, that um, went on sale for, like, I believe, like 10 or 20 bucks. 
I was tempted because that game, like, even though it didn't light the world on fire, like, I still heard good things about it. Yeah, same here. It was, it was like in the top top five for a while too. Yeah, and then Rainbow Six Siege is still on the number twenty. Uh, like that game just <laughs> has like some unbelievable legs on it. And and uh, I almost bought uh, Evil Within two because I believe it was on sale for Black Friday for like nineteen ninety nine on PSN. I think I saw for twenty five bucks. Even that is pretty fantastic. Like, if I had the money, I would have I would have grabbed that too. But heard about my spending. I was very curious how these MPD numbers would uh, would uh, come out. And yeah, congratulations to uh, Shadow of War. I wouldn't have predicted that as number one, but I guess it's a bigger game than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, and another interesting thing to note here, you know, Gran Turismo Sport at number eleven being beat out by Forza. Uh, Hmm, that's curious to me because, you know, like one, the Xbox One install base is, isn't as big as the PS4s. Uh, and then two, Forza sucks and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I tried playing that game a couple yesterday, actually. Um, like every time I try to turn that game on, it always needs an update, which isn't, you know, obviously, you know, that's just the nature of games now, but it's like the only fucking game on my Xbox that refuses to update, you know, while the game, while the system is in standby mode, you know, like every other fucking game <laughs> does. <laughs> like every time I try to start, it's like, oh, it needs an update. How big is it? Three and a half gigs. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, and when I tried to update it yesterday, uh, it fucking errored out. And when I had to try to reinstall the update, it's like, oh, no, you got to reinstall the entire game and the f- initial update. So it's like, oh, good. A, a, 30, a 33 gig disk install and then a 33 gig fucking network install. It's like, okay, cool. Fuck this game forever. I hate it so much. <laughs> How was Gran Turismo? Did you play that yet? No, I've played a ton of uh, Gran Turismo. Like, that game... I've got some Gran Turismo news for later. I don't know if we want to just talk about it now, but... Um, like, that game... There's not a lot to that game. That's that's the one thing that Forza does have over it, is that Forza Motorsport 7 has, like, 700 cars and, like, all these tracks, and then... Grand Turismo Sport has like a hundred cars and a lot of them are, you know, like these racing spec race cars or whatever that all perform similarly. Uh, so there's not a whole lot of distinction in the cars and like there just aren't a lot of tracks in it either. It's like you have to really like Grand Turismo Sport uh, to play a lot of it uh, because there's just not much to that game. So Forza has that for sure. But, you know, actually the, the actual act of playing Forza is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> That's the only thing I hate about it. Because uh, if it didn't suck such huge balls, it would be a very good game. <laughs> oh man uh man like uh it did not go the way i was i was expecting the top three to probably be mario shadow of war i would and uh maybe south park and uh what was number t- I, I underestimated assassin's creed i guess people are still really into that game yeah, I mean, in that game, they seem to have fixed a lot of the stuff that, you know, kind of got people down after, like, so many consecutive ones. You know, that year off seemed to to do the designers some good, uh, and they were able to come through with some new ideas, you know, and gameplay mechanics that, you know, spoke to people. So that's good. Um, you know, I got that game during a buy two, get one thing. You know, I got that Middle Earth and <laughs> and uh, Wolfenstein. Um, you know, I beat Wolfenstein, and I popped in Assassin's Creed for a little while. Um, but it's a huge game for one. It's, I think it takes like 60 hours to beat, I heard. Uh, so I'm probably not going to go back to that for a while. But the game looks good also. Like on the PS4 Pro, like that game looks 
really fucking good. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's, uh, All right. So what's this? Uh, what's uh, this Gran Turismo news that? You well, hold have? on. I still got some more. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Some more hardware. I've got some hardware news also uh, because. Because <laughs> man, um, yeah, Nintendo uh, was the leading uh, hardware uh, seller for October 2017, behind the strength of both the Switch and the SNES Classic. Um, the SNES Classic is included on this too, or yes, it is. Okay, uh, so if you sell like any console whatsoever, it counts towards the company. Okay, I guess. But right. point is, the SNES Classic was the top selling console. <laughs> Over 2017. It's not a console. God damn. <laughs> well, it it outsold everything, Malcolm. That's 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 what I'm getting at here. I, I will uh, give them credit. They said that they would make this a little easier to get Tane, and I feel like it is the, over the NES was. Yeah, possibly. and the, and the Switch also uh, was also a top seller as well. Mm. Um, it outsold the Switch. <laughs> um, PS4 is still the top selling console for the year overall for 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo's coming in hard. And, and good for Nintendo, because, you know, we were talking about EA and the microtransactions, like, this is what they deserve. And you know what? Nintendo deserves this success, because the Switch is actually a really, really cool console. Me and the wife are playing through Mario right now and having a blast with it. And uh, they they produce some really top-notch games. This is probably the best first year for a console I could think of in recent memory. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of great indie stuff on the on the, the system as well. Uh, for like in between all these great games that Nintendo themselves are putting out, uh, you know, like Battle Chef Brigade, I'm hearing a lot of great things about uh, on Switch. Uh, you know, Golf Story is a great game. Uh, Sonic Mania, you know, not an indie game, but a smaller game that still is very very good on the Switch. Things like that. Um, there's no shortage of games on the Switch. I, I've, I've been hearing a lot of interviews from developers or indie developers making it a big deal. Like it is really good to get on the switch because Microsoft, especially steam and uh, PSN are at a point where they'll take just about anybody at this point. So it's getting kind of crowded. Meanwhile, Nintendo is really selective. So it's kind a, it's kind of a badge of honor if you get on there and B there's so there's not as much competition as there are in the other markets. So mm-hmm. It is interesting. I never heard it put that way before. So I'm looking forward to like more stuff on the games. By the way, we just got an update for the Switch. Joe, mm. I have to ask you because, of course, you, you work at Nintendo. But <laughs> Me and my are, uncle. <laughs> when are we going to get that virtual console? Oh, I don't know, Malcolm. My God, what, what are they waiting for? I have no idea. Also, they were supposed to start charging for their online service at by now, but they haven't, so I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that's the one thing that Nintendo fucked up on. Is it's like <laughs> the whole like when they came out and announced, oh, we're gonna have a subscription for service for multiplayer, and right off the bat, we're like, well, you can kind of fuck off, but if it's like PSN, maybe, and they're like. <laughs> Uh, it's even better. You get this one game for 30 days, and then we take it back. Okay, okay, you can fuck <laughs> that off. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that was supposed to be... That was supposed to kick in, like, fall, and just never happened. So I don't know what they did. Um, weird. Mm. So hopefully we find out something about that in the future. But anyway. Uh, so what else happened this year? Let's see. Sony would also like to say that they had the biggest Black Friday in PlayStation history this year. Uh, sold more consoles than they ever have in their 22-year history. Hmm. Um, However. (laughs) (laughs) 
and yeah, that's obviously on the strength of some pretty great uh, Black Friday deals this year for PlayStation Four. Yeah, like the uh, Slim was like one ninety nine, if I recall. Yeah, it was two hundred for that. Uh, PS Four Pro was three fifty, which isn't a huge discount, but it was the first time it's ever been discounted at all. Uh, you know, PlayStation VR bundles are also a big deal, uh, and I think they're actually bringing those back <laughs> for hardware sales at least. Mm. Um, yeah, I've actually got a story here saying that. Um, wait, where the hell did it go? <laughs> I had it right here. Uh, point is to bring back those uh, those hardware deals uh, through the end of the year, I believe. All right. Yeah. So if you didn't get, if you weren't able to jump on those Black Friday deals uh, between December 10th through the 16th, you've got a week basically uh, to jump on a PS4 Pro for 349 and PlayStation VR bundles starting at 199. Hmm. All right. Very good. Pretty, pretty good. So, yeah, all right. What else on Black Friday you got? Uh well that's all the Black Friday news I got but okay. so, um it's also interesting to see that Hellblade setting was uh, sacrifice uh has passed five hundred thousand sales and it's three months out and it is now profitable so that's cool yeah five half a million in three months that's not bad yeah uh, like uh put in perspective uh. One of the stories I got, I don't know if this is one of the stories you got, but uh, Persona 5 has just crossed the 2 million mark. Yes. And it's been out since January, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not not bad, especially for an indie game, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good, good. Congratulations on them. That game is actually pretty solid, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Did you want to talk about the Persona one at all, or...? Um, I mean, there's not much more to say about it. Sold 2 million copies since it came out in April, uh, which is great, you know, in eight months. Uh, for, you know, for as big as that, as Persona has grown, it's still a pretty niche game overall compared to things like, you know, Final Fantasy and whatnot. Um, but I am excited to see that that franchise is now growing with every with every iteration of it. You know, Persona 4 Golden, you know, sold gangbusters on Vita. Uh, you know, that got people excited about that franchise. And, you know, now it's huge on PS4 and I guess PS3 as well. Uh, but I'm assuming most people bought that on PS4. Um, man, what a game. Mm, solid game. It's going to probably do pretty well in our Game of the Year tournament. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I re-listened to the little soundtrack CD that comes with the, the collector's edition that I bought. Mm-hmm. I re-listened to some of those music, so, some of those tracks. I was like, man... Soundtrack's a fucking banger. I forgot. I've actually been listening to it while I cook, too. It's man. It is good stuff. Oh, I forgot how good that's. Oh, man, I got it. Oh, what a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, let's get to this Gran Turismo news real fast. All right, so uh, this Gran Turismo Sport news, uh, they are updating that game pretty substantially. Um, first update is already out. They released that on November 27th. Uh, with update number 1.06. That lets you play the game offline. Hooray! <laughs> Something that uh, rightfully got people upset uh, about the game when they released was that even for its offline portions, we're not actually racing against people. You know, things like the campaign mode or, you know, the landscape mode where you're taking pictures or the library editor where you're kind of just customizing your car's paint jobs or whatever. That's all stuff you still had to do while connected online. Um, so if like there were servers were down for maintenance or whatever, uh, or your connection is bad, you just plain couldn't play the game at all. <laughs> um, not, no longer the case, but, but you still need an online connection to, to save your progress, which is still bonkers, but whatever. Mm. 
Uh, and they also added three cards as well uh, as free DLC. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, and then in December, uh, they'll be releasing a, a huge update, um, a huge offline mode, which is similar to the off to the you know single player mode that was present in other Gran Turismo games before Sport. Um, so will be able to play, you know, race in different cups and, and tournaments and whatnot and earn credits that way, um, which is great. A lot of the fan favorite cups are, are back, baby. You can finally play, uh, you can play the Sunday Cup, you know, the four-wheel drive challenge and all that good stuff uh, from back in the day. Um, and it's going to be great. Uh, on top of that, they're going to add 12 free cars as well as DLC. Uh, and through... Out March 2018, all the way through March 2018, they'll be adding approximately 50 cards as well as some additional tracks as well, uh, which is great because for as much as I like GT Sport, uh, there are not nearly enough tracks in that game. Uh, like, I feel like I race on the same four or five. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's exciting news. Yeah, do, do you think there will be a complete edition in a year? Um, I mean, I don't know because they're not charging for any of this DLC, so... Um, uh, <laughs> like I guess they could just press a disc with all the updates on it, but I don't know how cost effective that would be for them. Hmm. All right. What? All right. So, what's the next story? Uh, we've got some Final Fantasy 15 news. Woo! Uh, a year after that game has been out, um, probably the most interesting news I think is that uh, an update this month um, will be will be releasing that lets you play not only as Noctis, Malcolm. Uh, but as all the other characters as well, you could be you'll be able to freely switch uh, between Noctis, Gladio, uh, Prompto, and Ignis. Uh, you know, and not just you know playing through them as as their DLC or whatever, but like in the overworld during its open world portions, you'll be able to switch between them, um, which is neat. Yeah, and you know this was something that bugged a lot of people. Like my wife in particular was really annoyed that yeah I can only play as Noctis. What the hell? But uh, it is interesting because they did show off a game tray, tra- a game tray, a game trailer <laughs> of it, uh, where they they showed it off, and uh, it makes sense because keep in mind, uh, episode Ignis comes out on the twelfth, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he gets like a gameplay overhaul, and as they showed in the trailer, you're doing all the stuff you could do as each of the characters within the within combat, like if you switch to Gladiolus. He's able to parry. He has access to all the glaive arts that he was using in uh, his episode. Switches the prompto. He's got access to submachine guns, grenades, and all the skills he was using throughout his game. And uh, I haven't had a chance. I obviously haven't played episode Ignis, but all the abilities that Ignis could do, uh, he was do in that episode. He was doing the game too. So I imagine it really sprucing up combat and making for some interesting combinations and whatnot. So this is a welcome change for me. I actually really dig it. And you know, with this update and that episode Ignis DLC, that does mark the end of uh, the season pass content for Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. However, Malcolm, uh, Square Enix has said that they will be releasing more DLC uh, beyond this uh, throughout 2018. Uh, they plan to release even more episodes. Uh, they haven't said exactly what they're all going to be, but they said that they're probably going to start with... God, I forgot what the villain's name of the game is. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the end boss? Uh, the bad guy. The guy... You know the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, God. Arden. Yes, they said him. <laughs> they'll probably start with him, and then uh, then who knows what I, what they'll be doing after that. But more DLC to come for FF15. 
Yeah, I have to say, uh, me, this has been like one of the few times, I would say Resident Evil 7 is the other one, where I did not regret getting the season pass with the game, as I could safely say I got my money's worth with it. Mm. It's, uh, you know, all three episodes, as well as, like, I don't think I ever got a chance to actually play the Assassin's Creed one, actually. Uh, I, I totally missed that one, but I did play the Chocobo Carnival one. I did too. <laughs> it was very nice. Oh uh, yes, it was. So it, it, I had a lot of fun with it. So I will pro- definitely be doing the DLC for the game when it comes out too. Mm. I'm still waiting on any kind of discount on that season pass. They have not discounted that season pass at all. Oh, look at all everything you're getting. Yeah, well, I'm not going to pay 25 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oops. You could always just get the episodes themselves, and that would be like 15 bucks altogether. Yeah, but I want that dumb multiplayer thing. <laughs> that dumb multiplayer. <laughs> uh, well, then you're up to 20, so you may as well just get the season pass. Oh! <laughs> not paying full price like a chump. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a story here. So apparently Sony released a uh, panel, a list of panels for the 2017 PlayStation Experience, which uh, is spelled PSX, because sure. And uh, they've only got three on here. But one of them is very interesting to me, Joe. Mm. First of all, we've got a VR game panel on Saturday, December 9th at 11 a.m. Then, and this is the interesting one for me, and going back to what we were discussing about Sony, sometime talking about games way too early, and you're wondering where the fuck are they? Media Molecule <laughs> presents Dreams at 12.30 on Saturday. So finally, finally, we get to hear, we get to find out what's going on with that game. And then uh, Last of Us Part 2, meet the cast, as we'll find out the cast for this game, which seems like it's going to be a pretty big cast, considering uh, the last trailer they showed didn't have uh, any of the two main protagonists in there. Mm, should be good. Indeed. All right. So, what are the stories you got? Uh, let's see. Um, some more Square Enix news here. Uh, Deus Ex is not dead. Uh, they <laughs> they promised that they'll be making more of that at some point in the future. Um, because apparently, um, Mankind Divided, the last game that came out last year, uh, was not great sales-wise. Uh, didn't do great great numbers for Square. Uh, so, people were kind of worried that, you know, that game was like, that game was great. People just didn't buy it. So people were kind of worried. It's like, ah, like what's what's going on here? And especially with IDOS Montreal, uh, you know, the developers of Deus Ex, you know, they're working on that Avengers game that Square Enix will be publishing at some point. Everyone's like, ah, so what happens with, uh, so what the hell is going to happen with Deus Ex? Uh, but Yosuke Matsuda, uh, the CEO of Square Enix, said, quote, we have never said anything about discontinuing that title, but for some reason, that's the rumor out on the market. Uh, that being said, he did suggest that, you know, it is going to be on hiatus for a little while. Uh, he said, quote, what I can say is IDOS Montreal has always developed DSX, and the issue is we do not have limitless resources. Uh, we have several big titles that we work with, and that's partly a factor in what our lineup looks like. Of course, it would be ideal if we could work on all of them all of the time, but the fact is the matter, the fact of the matter is some titles have to wait their turn. The reason there isn't a Deus Ex right now is just a product of our development lineup because there are other titles we are working on. He did say that Deus Ex is a very important franchise for Square uh, overall, adding that some discussions are already being had about what Square Enix wants to do with the next game. So this must be a delight you quite a bit, Joe. That you're 
you like Deus Ex, so the the game <laughs> is not canceled. Yes, but uh, nothing beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, great, fantastic. Yeah, it's easy to forget. While it was really well acclaimed, it also didn't sell that well. So hopefully, they're. I think they're right now. They're having the talk that okay, we've got a good product here, but how do we figure out how to get in more people's hands? Is what's going on. They should just bundle it with the Avengers game they're working on. <laughs> there, you go. There, there you go. Problem solved. The Hideo Kojima method. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I will say that you know, there's some. That's how I got into a lot of games. Like it would come with, uh, I'd buy a game and it would come with uh, a preview for a free game. Like one of my favorite uh, PS One games, uh, Xenogears. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget that. Uh, also, I believe that also came with a preview for Final Fantasy VIII. I think so. Yeah. So I bought that game just to play that. But after I finished with the preview, I was like, okay, I may as well play the Xenogears games, and it was actually really solid. So there's <laughs> there's something to be said there. Same thing with uh, Zone of Enders 2, I believe it was, with uh, Metal Gear Solid 2? Uh, yes. No, Zone of Enders, the first one. The first one, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that, that is a tested and true method right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I got some stories here if you want me to rifle through them real quick, Joe. Hold on. I've got one last story. Okay. Uh, then you can do your rifling. Um, yeah, Life is Strange. Uh or the Before the Storm, that prequel series, uh, rather famously uh, had some different voice actors for the for the main cast uh, that differed from the original game because of the the, the voice actor strike uh, that occurred during production. Mm. Um, they they replaced Ashley Birch with someone else, and and they replaced uh, I forget who voiced Mac or who voiced Chloe, but uh, or who voiced Max, I should say. But point is, point is. Um, you know, that epilogue, that, that fourth chapter for that game, um, is bringing them back to, to voice their, their characters. Uh, you know, now that the strike is over, uh, they're bringing them back to, to voice their characters uh, in that last epilogue chapter, uh, which is neat. That's good. How are you enjoying that game so far? I haven't played it yet. I'm, I'm just going to wait till the, all the episodes are out, because I did buy it. Um, during I forgot I forgot I got I had like a twenty percent off code from somewhere so I bought it with along with Night in the Woods which was pretty fun uh, but yeah I'm just waiting for all the episodes to be up for that mm. but but yeah I'm glad that they got the original actors back because uh, I'm sure I'm sure the, the 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 people they brought in to replace them are fine but uh, those people are scared and shouldn't be allowed to work in the industry <laughs> okay. <laughs> A little extreme there, but all right. <laughs> no, that's, if, you, if you're if you cross a picket line, that's not yeah, you 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 you're fucking up everyone's shit. You should not you should not be rewarded with more work in the future for that. Would that include uh, Nate, the guy who played Nathan Drake, uh, Nolan North, or uh, what do you mean? Like uh, he worked during the strike? Well, no, because he's not part of the union. I think. Oh, okay, okay, right. I right. think he went out of limb to even say that some people that people should be grateful to, for the work that they have. It's like, okay, dude, <laughs> that works for you as the fucking most famous voice actor in the entire industry. It doesn't need a union, maybe, but I'm everybody else tied for first anyway. But yeah, that, that was at the Game Awards. He won for like best performance, and he cut off that little promo on them. I was like, everyone's like, okay, great, dude. <laughs> Like, I'll remember that next time I'm Nolan North. 
<laughs> yeah, next time I'm the most famous voice actor in history. <laughs> uh, and I believe it, it was interesting because I believe Troy Baker was the one who who uh, presented the award. Mm-hmm. So, so it's literally, and he even cracked a joke about how, how like uh, a lot of people ask me how to get into voice acting industry, and I always tell them one, practice every day, and two, wait for me and Nolan North to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's very encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> As he hands the award to Nolan. <laughs> That's, uh, like, okay, I guess it's true. Goddamn. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, uh, so... That's cool. It's glad that I'm glad the strike is over at any rate because that went on for a while. Yeah, even though unfortunately the, the, the voice actors didn't get all the things that they, that they deserve to get. Mm. Uh, but especially, you know, like royalties, I believe... Were, were the big thing yeah, that they just that's the big one because in like movies yeah they get of course the actors get get uh royalties but not in games it's like one and done <laughs> and and the big counter argument to that is like well the developers don't like the actual developers of the game don't get any royalties it's like well maybe everyone should get royalties <laughs> it's not like these fucking companies don't have the money to do it especially now with my <laughs> microtransactions and Oh, let's not forget how games are either like sixty dollars or eighty dollars, depending on which edition you get. I mean, Jesus Christ! Anyway. Yeah, like, I, like I, every time I think I I hear about the story, I always think back about like you know Rockstar and GTA Four and what they paid the what they paid for the guy that that voiced Nico. Like like that guy, you know that guy. Like that's let's like maybe literally the only voice acting job he's ever done, and they paid him fucking peanuts for it. <laughs> and like that game was huge, and he was like, "Yeah, I probably would never do that again because Rockstar just, just they were like not interested in paying me more than that at all." It's like, okay, cool industry we've got here. Oh, uh, it, it needs some fine tuning, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I've got some last bit of stories here, here, uh, and that'll wrap us up for this week. Number one, uh, it, this was kind of a silent release or silent uh, announcement, but the Jack and Daxter collection is coming to PS4. It's uh, actually coming out later this week, as it, it began with uh, just simply that, you know, there was like an interesting advertisement for uh, the pack, which not only will include Jack Jack 1 through 3, but also include Jack X Combat Racing. Yeah! <laughs> Take it you like that one, Joe? I've never played it, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, so this will make my wife very happy as she loves Jack and Daxter. So, <laughs> yeah, so look forward to that. If I know anything about Naughty Dog, I know they make a mean kart racer. Yeah. And another bit of news here is that the director of Uncharted 3 is starting a new studio along two other Riot employees. As a Riot, then don't they do League of Legends? believe so I'll, I'll check that out but uh these three uh, will co-found and while they met up at riot and created a new studio called wonderstorm 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 which hopes to not not only use the studio to create video games but explore other avenues as well the studios has partnered with investors mwm to create an original animated netflix series okay <laughs> and also has planned for a corresponding game in 2018 so very good 
Good for them. It's good to, you know, you, you hate announcing that, oh, this studio is closing. So it's nice to hear about talking about <laughs> one opening. So Yeah, hopefully they pay their workers. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, maybe some royalties. Anyway, <laughs> uh, something else that got... Uh, t- that uh, got released while we were away is that they released a, and by they, I mean, Capcom released a street fighter five arcade edition trailer, which uh, shows showed off primarily uh, one of the, one of the key components of this update is that uh, the characters are going to get all new V triggers, the master. Mm-hmm. And some of them actually re- look really, really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, if you don't have, if you don't have it, but have uh street fighter five, uh, the arcade edition will be available as an update. I don't have the price point, but if you don't have any of it, like I do, then you can purchase it all of it, which will also include all the season one and two DLC characters, as well as uh, arcade mode, extra battle mode, and new V triggers. And you can buy it all for thirty nine ninety nine on January sixteenth. Good price. That is a good price. And uh, finally. Now, this was talked about, uh, I believe we talked about it as early as the as our 200th episode, but as a part of the kickoff for, for whatever show we covered that day, uh, <laughs> Monster Hunter World beta kicks off actually this week, or next week, as uh, starting on December 9th, 2017. Uh, that is this week. That, that is this week. Okay. So, goddamn timetables. Anyway. <laughs> Starting at around, for me, actually, around 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. GMT, and 6 p.m. CET. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and we'll end on December 12th, somewhere there. Anyway, so you're, so it's all you need is an internet connection, a PS4, a PlayStation Plus subscription. And about 5.9 gigabytes of free space and, of course, a hunting spirit. So if you're like me who can't wait to play this game or let's say you're on the fence and you're like, okay, it looks cool, but will I really enjoy it? Or maybe or maybe you're just curious. Hell, as long as you got a PlayStation Plus and a PS4, because why would you have one without the other? You can <laughs> you can try this out and see what you think. Joe, are you going to try it out? I may as well. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> all right and that does me for news and that does us for news then Malcolm. all righty uh just a quick update uh, that we were discussing uh in the interest of trying to get more patreon on uh users on our show and joe what is that address one more time uh that is patreon.com slash the firm up we are going to be uh, releasing some content uh, for you guys uh, just to give an, get an idea of what you'd be getting for becoming a patreon user such as we will be releasing uh, our past episodes of Pass or Play, as well as one for December as well. We'll be free to the public as well, so you can get an idea of what we're doing, as well as uh, commentary tracks that we are planning for this month. Most notably, PSX, as we will do a uh, audio for the entire show, so you can play us over the show, so you're, it'll be like you're watching with us. <laughs> yeah. So once again, that is what is that site, Joe? Uh, that is the patreon.com slash the frame up. All right. Don't, no need to put the Patreon, just patreon.com. <laughs> patreon.com slash the frame up. Beauty. Folks, thank you so much for listening to us on episode 201 of the firmware update. If you like what you heard, 
then you can use your Apple app called Podcasts and just hit that subscribe button and make sure you download every single episode. That tremendously helps out the show, as does giving us a five-star written review. If you really like us, we appreciate any help we can get there. Also, if you have an Android device, don't worry. We're on such apps such as Stitcher Radio, which is free, and you can stream us whenever you wish. You can also find us on such apps as Pocket Cast as well. And hey, if you're looking for free apps, we're on pot, on the Podbeam app as well. So you can just download that Podbeam app and uh, listen to us right from there as that's our home base for these shows. Speaking of home base, you can also find us on thefirmup.com. Gives us gives you a nice little link if you just want to download the MP3 right there and then. And you can also get descriptions for all the show, as well as any articles written by Joe Garcia. And we're also on Twitter, at PSMalfForMe, at the firm up for the show, and at Wants23 for Joe. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, sir. All right, folks, we will see you next time. Adios. Thank <laughs> you.